0: Hey there, Fruitful15 listeners, Sarah here with a disclaimer. We always want to bring you the best audio possible. As some of you know, I live in hot Houston, and on this particular day, it was gorgeous, and I insisted on sitting outside. Of course, this also meant that construction was happening. We apologize for the noise, but think this episode was so good, it was worth the knocks and bangs you might hear in the background. Thanks for understanding, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Jet. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is your fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. Hi, Jen.
1: Hey, Sarah. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. And I'm so excited because since starting this podcast, you and I have both gone back to school again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm working on a doctorate in education at A.T. Still University, and you are working on a graduate degree in nutrition from Loma Linda University, and so I thought between the two of us and all of our collective learning, like very learned, wise wizardesses, we could talk about some of the commonly asked questions about plant-based nutrition.
1: Ah, fabulous. That's a great topic. What do you want to start with?
0: Well, first thing I want to do is ask you about the difference, I get asked this all the time, between a vegan and someone who's following a whole food plant-based diet. Tell me all mm. about that.
1: <laughs> so yes, that is a really common question. And just to clarify, we're starting a uh, series of nutrition episodes where we do a deep dive into more of the common questions about plant-based nutrition. And so today we're going to do some of the FAQs about plant-based nutrition. We'll do a few more episodes like that with some themes. Um, So starting it off, a question we get a lot, vegan versus whole food plant-based. So there is quite a bit of overlap in that a whole food plant-based diet is a vegan diet, right? And when we talk about whole foods, we just mean as they, we we don't mean from the grocery store whole foods, we mean mean that they come out of the earth as a whole plant and that's how you should, you should try to eat them closest to that form. And what I mean by that is like Oreos and kale are not created equal, sadly. (laughs) No one is more sad about this than me. But, you know, kale comes out of the earth as it is. Oreos were at one time plants, but now they have been very processed and sugar and salt and oil have been added to them and they lose their fiber and a lot of their nutritional value other than just being calories, which is, you know, something, but um, not nearly the powerhouse that our friend kale is. So that's the main difference. Um, What do you have to add to that?
0: What I have to add to that is that I think being vegan is a very ethical, like, personal... There's a lot of, like, I'm doing this for a moral, ethical reason. Um, And whole food plant-based people are sometimes adopting that style of eating or that pattern of eating because they also have feelings about um, our planet and um, animals and animal rights and things like that. But vegan is... to is very much about like i'm taking this stance on this and i am not going to eat any animal products whatsoever uh and and it comes the motivation is primarily from that sort of ethical standpoint whereas whole food plant-based the ethical piece of it is more of a bonus shall we say than it is like a big motivator
1: got it got it yep i think that's that's fair
0: but I think when out in the world, it's, it's can be, you can say like, I eat whole food, plant based, and someone might kind of look at you like, ah, what's that mean? Although <laughs> now, it's much more common now, I think, and people know what it is. But if you say, I'm a vegan, they're going to automatically immediately understand what you basically mean by that. Um, so if you're in a pinch and you real quick need them to understand that you don't eat a, big slab of steak you can say i'm whole food plant based as an eater
1: right and interesting you bring that up because i feel like one of the things that made saying vegan tricky was because it it only tells people what you don't eat right so it tells people like i don't eat animals and i don't eat you know anything that comes from animals you know dairy eggs any kind of meat any kind of bird um no fish, you know, and I think in some ways, when we say a whole food plant-based diet, to me, it it sounds almost a little easier to understand, but I agree with you. It's probably still not as, as common a term. So people don't necessarily understand it. So when we talk about a whole food plant-based, um, generally, it's the same idea that we're not eating, um, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of meat or dairy or eggs or fish or birds, but, um, We're also trying to eat minimally processed food, so we get the most bang for our buck in terms of the health benefits, and also trying to minimize how much salt, oil, and sugar um, is added to our food.
0: Yeah. This is an audio podcast, so you can't see me clapping over here, but I am (laughs) clapping and I was clapping too because I, li- I really liked what you said about when you say you eat vegan, you're primarily talking about what you don't eat. Whereas when you say whole food, plant-based, you're talking a little bit more and you're reframing that idea to like, what am I focusing on? Like, what am I crowding in to my diet right versus what am I avoiding? And I think from a behavioral standpoint, when we approach the way we eat, that's a much healthier relationship to have with your food than it is to be like, well, I'm not going to eat these things, you know? Right, right. Yes. Um, And then that focus on the whole food piece is really important because you can be a vegan and subsist entirely on Oreos. um, (laughs) But I don't think you can say you're whole food plant-based and be subsisting entirely on Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to pick a lot on Oreos. Oreos, please endorse our podcast.
1: (laughs) Uh, I speak at Arizona State sometimes, and I've met some um, really health-conscious vegans, you know, who are doing the more of a whole food plant-based, and sometimes I meet students who are technically vegan, but just subsisting on vegan donuts and beer. (laughs) Which yeah. <laughs> obviously is not quite as health-promoting as we would hope for our, our future leaders. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm glad we clarified what those both mean.
0: Yeah, and I want to – so I want to talk to you because I, do, I feel like – this is maybe a misconception, but I feel like the term vegan has been around lo- a lot longer than whole food plant-based. Right. Sometimes patients will give me the, like, the side eye about whole food plant-based and be like, well, that's just the, the, the latest trend, you know. That's the keto of, of 2022, you know. Um. So, like, what do you have to say to people when they kind of come at you with, like, why does this change? Like, does the healthiest diet keep changing every year?
1: I know. If you pay attention to the popular press, we would sure think so, right? <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly what you said, like people who maybe haven't been reading the medical studies like you and I have might think that it does change year to year. And certainly I think the you know, we know that the reason stories sell is because they're new and interesting. Right. So um, anything to make the news is is going to sell. But if you actually look at the medical literature starting back in 1990, in the Lancet, which is no vegan rag, (laughs) Um, Dr. Dean Ornish published that breakthrough article where he showed that actually heart disease could be reversed using a whole food plant based diet. And that was groundbreaking because never had a diet been shown to do anything like that before. And then since then, there's been many, many more thousands more studies showing. benefits of whole food plant-based diet and in terms of health benefits um, the mediterranean and whole food plant-based diet consistently are in the top tier for health benefits but if you if you look at the press that almost never gets covered because it's not so exciting and sexy to tell people they eat more sweet potatoes and more kale.
0: (laughs) I just laugh because, uh, we talk, or I teach the students, um, at Baylor a lot about like, um, different diets out there. And we talk about the dash diet and I'm always like, no one ever wants to talk about the dash diet because it is the least sexy of all the diets, you know, like it's just not that flashy, you know, it is.
1: And do you want to expound on dash a little bit? I think it's, it's really interesting story.
0: Um, So the DASH diet is the Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, and it's all about – it's very focused on heart health, and it's all about focusing on foods that have certain minerals in them that are going to help you control your blood pressure, uh, reducing sodium, reducing added sugars, uh, reducing saturated fat. Um, but it's really not, I made it sound sort of like very restrictive. It's not really that restrictive. Um, you can eat lots of foods. There are so many foods out there that meet that criteria, um, that are also going to be really good for your heart. Um, but because, you know, there's not a lot of like blogger presence out there making like dash muffins you know like paleo muffins or keto muffins i feel like it doesn't get the attention that other diets tend to get
1: i totally agree with you and a fun fact i learned about dash while i've been studying here at loma linda um is that it actually was the first the committee came up with these recommendations and they had recommended a whole food plant-based diet and then they later said oh you know, people will not find this palatable. We can't just recommend it, even though that's what the evidence said would be the best. They decided to sort of make it a whole food plant-based diet light by adding back in a few of the things that, um, you know, we always tell people to minimize. So it's it's whole food plant-based with minimal amounts of animal products, including saturated fat and and I think they were hoping if they could get people just shifting more in that direction that that would be better than the standard American diet, which it certainly yeah. is, right? Right. Any shift in that direction is, is better. And I think they were hoping that for people who were willing to make some change but wouldn't be willing to do this radical thing that we call the whole food plant-based diet, that they would have some option there.
0: Yeah, I think the approach you're talking about in public health, we call that harm reduction strategy. Yes. Um, and some people have strong feelings about harm reduction. Like some people feel like that's not the way we should pro- approach public health. Um, And maybe we can do a deep dive at some point about harm reduction. (laughs) But in my opinion, like, you have to meet people where they're at and not – I think that comes from the frame of living – well, we both live in places where it's sometimes hard to sell, um, hey, you're not going to eat meat anymore, which is never how I try to sell whole food plant-based. But it's real hard (laughs) in Texas to to come at people with, like – no more, no more beef, no more steak, you know, like, this is the home of the cows here, so, um, but it, that's interesting, it is really interesting, so I heard a similar, this is tangential, but I heard a similar thing about meditation the other day, like, meditation as a is obviously so healthy for us, there's so much science and literature behind it, right, but as a public health intervention, it's hard to sell, whereas, like, just a stillness practice, right? Mm. Meditation light. Meditation light. So now I'm going to think about Dash Diet as like the Diet Coke of whole food. <laughs> it's not the full, the leaded. It's the unleaded, right?
1: And that is fascinating about the stillness practice. Totally makes sense, though.
0: We uh, we should talk about that sometime, too. So Okay.
1: Okay. Mm. That sounds good. But well, Sarah, go I can't believe me. it, but we're already at our 15 <gasps> minutes. And I know... We're in trouble. I I know. You and I have been trying really hard to keep this to 15 minutes so that we live up to the title of our podcast. So maybe we should call it there and then we can do some more FAQs in coming episodes. What do you think?
0: I think that would be super awesome. Really quick, though, I want you to share with me your favorite plant-based documentary resource or book.
1: Oh, I love that. Um, okay, for documentaries, I think one of my favorites for all ages is What the Health. Um, I love that one just because I feel like it's it's targeted to all of us and that it the thing that I think can be overwhelming sometimes, right, is just getting started. And I think this gives you inspiration and it's uplifting and it's very hopeful and it makes makes me feel like, oh, this is in my control. And I get three chances a day to vote for better health for myself and for the animals and for the planet. What's plug. your favorite?
0: Um, I wanted to plug Fiber Fueled. Uh, nice. Which is a book by Will Bolsowitz. Bolsowitz, right? Bolsowitz. Bolsowitz.
1: I think you said it right. Bolsowitz, yes.
0: Bolsowitz. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Anyway, yes. um, It's, yeah. So it's just a really great book. I like books that are sort of overarching principles. Mm -hmm. um, And I feel it because I think sometimes we get really bogged down in like the details, the nitty gritty details. And it's nice to just kind of look at the bigger picture. And then I think gut health is so important to like, all of the rest of your health yes so i think anything that we can sort of do that integrates all of our health in like one shot is fantastic and one of the ways we can do that is obviously by how we eat and how we care for our gut microbiome so yeah i highly recommend that book um and yeah we'll put those we'll link those in the show notes so everybody can take a look at them as well awesome and We'd love to hear your questions because we'd love to dive deep on those questions. So call us at 928-793-1353 and you can check out our um, show notes at fruitful15.com. And as always, thank you for letting us join you on your health journey.
1: Thanks, Sarah. And everyone, please join us for our next episode, which will be questions about eating plant-based in your in a shared household so if especially if you have people who are less enthusiastic than you are to be eating plant-based yes so as always this has been your fruitful 15 (laughs) i know i can't either Uh, this has been your fruitful 15 where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day our music is by reason for worry artwork by emily lewis and our podcast editing is by stephen barnett Bye everyone.
0: Bye.